The Outline, World Dispatch. Tuesday, July 18th, 2017. I'm Sam Thonis. Today on The Dispatch, Adrian Jeffries tells her friends not to invest in a new currency. It's like a skyscraper at the edge of the shore. And Ariana Rebellini asks the internet if Lady Gaga is a murderer. Uh, it was a blood sacrifice. Here's The Dispatch. The future. Tales of people getting rich off digital currencies like Bitcoin have been popping up for years now. Over the last few months, a new digital currency, Ether, has seen a huge surge and drop in value. Adrian Jeffries blames her friends. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Sam. What is Ether, and is it basically the same thing as Bitcoin? Ether is a type of digital currency associated with a platform called Ethereum. And Ether is sort of like Bitcoin in that the underlying math is similar. However, Ether is not really built to be a global cryptocurrency the way Bitcoin was. It's built to power the Ethereum network. And what the Ethereum network is, is this big sprawling idea about a decentralized platform on which you can build all sorts of other things, um, including being able to negotiate contracts with someone and have that sort of verified and authenticated by this network. And you think it wasn't built for speculation? Like it was not built the way Bitcoin it's was? It's explicitly not built for speculation. Bitcoin wasn't built for speculation either. But with Ether, the creator is kind of still around and very present, unlike with Bitcoin, which was invented by a, a pseudonym. Ether was invented by, it was conceived of by Vitalik Buterin, who uh, started building it with some other people, and they launched um, this pre-sale for this currency, Ether. In 2014, they raised $18 million. They were selling the currency in Bitcoin, and uh, Buterin is still around. And when at the time that he announced the pre-sale, he said, Ether is not for speculation. It's not an investment vehicle. Don't put money in it and hope that the value goes up and that you can sell it at a later date and make money. What it is, is a mechanism for people participating in the network to be rewarded for their computing time. My understanding is that there's lots of cryptocurrencies. There's been lots of Bitcoin copycats, essentially, things like this. What happened with Ethereum that made it notable? Right. There are hundreds, literally hundreds of cryptocurrencies, and a lot of them launch and then disappear shortly after. Ethereum is different because it is a pretty sophisticated idea. It's an idea that appealed to people. It's proposing something beyond what Bitcoin proposed and beyond what all these other currencies propose, which is just like digital cash. So it just got popular within kind of a technical community. Programmers really liked it. People who were kind of not directly technical but like technically fluent um, also liked it. And it had been popular with these people for like almost two years before it hit CNBC and hit public consciousness. And that was like basically in March. And what happened then? What happened then was a pretty inexplicable, sudden, massive increase in price and the rate of the increase in price. If you look at the chart for Ethereum, it's just like moving along at the bottom of the x-axis and then all of a sudden it's like this spike. It's like a skyscraper at the edge of the shore. 
And so the price hit a high of around $400, which is crazy for something that is just is just nothing. It's only worth $400 because all of these people have said it's worth $400. And, and what's it at currently? So it started to go back down, and I believe right now it's around $130. That could change that's down drastically from, that's down from by the time people so, listen to this. Yes. So that's a big rise and a big fall, um, and it sounds like you know some people who lost a lot of money on this. Right. So the whole time I was watching this price increase with Ethereum, with Ether, I was wondering who is it who is possibly buying this stuff at such high prices? And I realized that a bunch of my friends are buying ethers at pretty close to the peak price. I was at a bar a couple weeks ago with a good friend of mine, and somehow it came up. He asked me what I thought of it. I said, I think it's overhyped. I think it's overspeculated. And he said, oh, I read about it on this blog, and I bought $700 worth. That was the first time that someone said that they had bought it. Bought ether, and then what, what was surprising <laughs> about that too was it? It's is it the fact that they're not big Wall Street investment firms, or the fact that they're not um, programmers who no, understand this stuff after, deeply? After I, after I realized this, I, it makes perfect sense that it's people who are like have enough knowledge to basically get the gist of what Ethereum is, not enough knowledge to evaluate the code base or the economics of it, and have a little extra cash to burn, and also who remember how profitable Bitcoin was for the people who got in early on that currency. This past weekend, I was at another gathering, and I ended up in a circle of friends who confessed that they had all bought Ether. I mean, not confessed, but someone was like, yeah, I bought Ether, and then just everybody else who was standing in the circle piped up and said, yeah, I bought some too. I bought a little just to see how it was. I bought it because I think it's fun. Were any and of them thought, up money? No, nobody's up money. They all bought after it had started to get really hypey. And it's possible that they may all make back their investment. It could go high again. I mean, with Bitcoin, it spiked and fell and spiked higher and fell and spiked higher and fell. So people, like, if they held on to it long enough, could make money. That could happen. It's just disturbing to me that it's a textbook bubble. The fundamentals of the asset are not able to justify the price because the people who are buying it do not have the ability to evaluate the fundamentals of the asset. They're just buying based on this hype and a hunch. And to me, that says it's unsustainable. We'll be right back. Culture. In 2008, up-and-coming singer Lena Morgana died after falling from a hotel roof in Staten Island. It got very little media coverage at the time, but online, theories swirled, and a suspect was named. Lady Gaga. Ariana Rebellini has dug through almost 10 years of forum posts and Yahoo Answers to find the truth. Hi, Ariana. Hi. Um, So, you discovered this strange web conspiracy theory. Tell me about it. Sure. So, basically what it is, is that... There is a slew of people who are convinced that Lady Gaga murdered this young woman, uh, Lena Morgana, and she was a singer who had collaborated with Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga was Lady Gaga in their time in New York. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hold your breath, count to 11. 
and um, she died and there wasn't a lot of coverage around it. And people have since become convinced that uh, Lady Gaga murdered her and took over her whole style and everything. So right off the bat, let me just ask, did you find any compelling evidence that Lady Gaga may have been involved <laughs> in, in Lena's death? No, I don't think that Lady Gaga was involved in this young girl's death. Um, and it's actually quite tragic. It's quite sad and it's easy to forget this. But at the core of this is this 19 year old woman who it appears jumped off a hotel roof. So it is it's easy to get wrapped into it. But it's like, you know, this is actually very sad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Lady Gaga had anything to do with it. Well, so, yeah, so who was she really and, and what was her connection to Lady Gaga? So she was a 19-year-old up-and-coming singer. Like you said, you can see her music videos online. Um, very, uh, I would say, like early aughts kind of style, um, like a little bit of an Avril Lavigne kind of like pop-punk look. Um, she did have a lot of, you know, crazy wigs and stuff. I could see some of the similarities, but it's, it's actually not very similar to Lady Gaga, uh, in my opinion. Um, but she was a, uh, pop singer. She'd done a few live shows. She was also trying to be an actress and she worked with, um, Lady Gaga. She is credited as a writer on two of Lena Morgana's songs. Um, and there's some, you know, footage of like a behind the scenes documentary style thing in which they're, they're both singing like in the same room. Um, Lena Morgana's up and coming. This was kind of before Lady Gaga had risen to fame, right? Right. This was when she was Stephanie Germanata, right. no Lady Gaga yet. Yeah. And so, and so, okay, so they're working together. And then what does, does people say Lady Gaga got jealous or, or, or Stephanie, I guess, got jealous or what, what So there, there are two main theories here, um, where either she got jealous because they say it was clear that Lena was more, talented. She was on a clearer path towards success. Apparently she had just been signed with Sony, but they have never commented on that. There's no evidence of that. Um, and so it was like an act of revenge where, you know, Stephanie saw this happening and decided she was just going to push her off the roof and take on all of her characteristics and, and basically step into this career that, uh, that Lena had been building. Um, the other theory, which, you know, you can find a lot more about is, uh, that Lady Gaga killed Lena as basically her entry point into the Illuminati. Uh, it was a blood sacrifice and, right. <laughs> um, of you know, of course, and that was basically what she needed to do to earn her, you know, place. If you look online, a lot of people have found um, the, you know, symbology, Satan, satanic, you know, uh, imagery in Lady Gaga's songs and performances. She does a lot with like the eye where she puts kind of her thumb and forefinger in a circle around her eye. And that's apparently an Illuminati symbol. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the crazier, more fun, uh, theory. And there's a lot on that in like the deep internet. So where did this whole idea come from? So I was actually able to find suspicion around Lena's death going right back to 2008, which was uh, the year that she died. It looks like it began on uh, 
these forum sites that kind of started um, as just like morbid curiosities, mydeathspace.com, which came about when people started realizing how weird it was that these social media accounts of, you know, people, especially young people, would become vaults when the people, the users die. And so on MySpace specifically, yeah, basically yeah. on MySpace. And, and now it includes others, but when it began, it was just about MySpace, but she had fans and they had noticed, uh, after seeing her credited on this celebrity ghost story show and looking at her up that she had died and there was not a lot of information about it. So that kind of started the suspicion around her death. I think when you're in that community, it lends itself well to people who are already suspicious about all of these theories. So once Lady Gaga became a thing and they realized that there was a connection between the two, it seems like there was an obvious uh, link. And I think that people who believe in the Illuminati and in blood sacrifices to get into the Illuminati are looking for those connections actively. Um, so I think that that was, I think there really wasn't one person who made the suggestion. I think there are definitely some people who made it more well-known. Um, Crisis Forum was a place that really brought it into the mainstream, and that was in 2013. Was it ever covered in, in more mainstream press in any way? Well, so this is another inter interesting thing, is that in the midst of this, uh, Lena Morgana's mother, Yana Morgana, talked to the New York Post about basically saying, my daughter... Uh, is dead. And she had recorded these songs with Lady Gaga, who is now this huge, you know, international pop star. Uh, and Lady Gaga holds the rights to those songs. I just want her to release these recordings. But the way she discussed it was really kind of, it seems to me like a wink at the people who were already making these kind of dark connections. Cause she, the phrasing was, uh, something like Lady Gaga is holding my daughter's uh, soul captive or her, you know, her ghost. Uh, and I think, you know, everyone's like, well, she just means the song and that's her spirit, but that just really fueled the flames. Yeah. And there becomes this kind of like circular referencing where people say, well, you know, I read it here. And then that article says I read it here or whatever. So. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of hard to trace it. Cause everyone I yeah. talked to is like, well, I saw this on this comment and this person saw it here. And it really does just people kind of egging each other on. So you published a more in-depth uh, version of this story on the outline um, yesterday. And I'm curious if you've gotten anybody coming out of the woodwork and, and giving you their theories or their evidence since then. I haven't, which I am kind of surprised by. Um, but I do think that people who live in these communities and, and kind of really exist deeply in them just are not interested in journalists. Uh, but no, I haven't heard anything yet. Do you think maybe they want to believe this theory? <laughs> yeah, I think they want to believe for sure. That concludes The Dispatch. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Thonis. More stories tomorrow.